and it doesn't all have to be about grades or or that you went to uni even if you didn't I don't I don't care really it's about the person and sometimes what you want to achieve rather than what you have achieved what you've got left to achieve and what you're working towards Hello and welcome to that interview experience, the uh, show that's aimed at uh, helping 16 to 18 year olds get ready for the world of work. Um, I'm joined as always by the amazing Helen Sanders. How are you, Helen? I'm amazing. I'm awesome. Yeah, see, again, that's <laughs> like three days in a row. You've been amazing. That's really good. So we've got we've got a really interesting guest today. Um, his name is Leo Phillips and he's had a very uh, quite extensive corporate and now runs his own business, which is very new and fresh. It's all about cheese, um, cheese reviews and ratings. I'm quite excited to hear about that. And I know that he's done a hell of a lot of recruiting. Um, and he's actually, he actually sent me some quite cool interview questions a couple of weeks back as well, um, um, following a, a meeting that we'd had with a few other business owners. And there were some real, real gems in there. So hopefully we can bring some of those out. Leo, how are you, mate? You all right? I'm good as gold. Thanks, Ash. How are you? Yeah, pretty good. Sun is shining, smile on my face. It's all, you know, and counting down the days before I can play some golf. So. <laughs> Not long now. Yeah, it's good. So let, let, let's, do you want to just tell people, um, just for people, you know, uh, people listening, watching, just, you know, 30 seconds, give it a bit of context about your background, you know, what what, what you've done, your experience, your, your, your interview experiences, if you like, in terms of, you know, how... It, what involvement you've had in bringing people in, especially young people into organisations, and a little bit about what you do now as well, because I think that transition is quite important. <laughs> okay, so um, my background, um, I, I've always had a love of technology, really, which probably comes from too many James Bond films when I was younger, um, lots of gadgets and so on. Um, I went to university, studied product design, um, it didn't really sort of click with me, um, halfway through the, the second year I left um, and had to start sort of trying to find a job without without that sort of background. Um, then, yeah, I managed to get in as a translator within Sharp, so falling back on some language skills I had. Uh, progressed very quickly from, a, from sort of temping to actually doing quite well, um, finding some great people to work with, was working with Nokia, who were the leader in the industry at the time within 18 months. Um, Made redundant, um, started another company, worked for Sky, hired 19 people last year, or sorry, a year before and last year. Um, well, we yeah, my interview, well, quite, quite. Um, my interview experiences are sort of um, a little bit limited, um, but yeah, I can definitely tell you what was a good interview and, and several bad ones. So, <laughs> What's the ratio of good to bad, do you think? Um, mostly good, mostly good. I, I, I like to think that um, I, I sound things out quite well in advance, whether I, or filter things out, um, both when I'm interviewing for something and uh, someone's interviewing with me. So when, so when you've, when you, when you've um, done these interviews in the past, so let, let's, you know, you said you recruited 19 people two years ago now, 18 yeah. months ago. What, what's kind of the, what do you look for? Because one of the things that we're really trying to help people here with is, is the assumption that they're going to go into their first, you know, that first interview experience. 
There's going to be some nerves. People don't necessarily know what to expect. They've got to get their CV out there. Once they get through the CV process, you know, that you're going to be in a room, they're going to have this barrage of questions. You know, they don't know what to wear, all this sort of stuff and these uh, things that go around in the head. So as somebody who was recruited and has watched people go through that process, what, what is it that you, you look for, especially in a, in a young person who's 16, 18, you know, 19, maybe a grad, going into the world of work for the first time? What, do you, what are you looking for in that individual? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's, it's very intimidating. Um, even before you get to that interview, if, uh, you know, the, the advice I've been given, which is, is good advice, that you've got to try and tailor your CV and have a cover letter which is applicable for the role you're, you're going for. Even if it's just you need a job and this happens to be a try and kind of tailor it. If you don't have that, um experience in terms of a job try and tie into one of your passions so we have one guy who had come out of uni um he didn't have any work experience but he volunteered he tried to do things around kind of ai and stuff as projects within within uni and within college there was something he was doing in terms of his own business or trying to set up a business with his friends that's brilliant because it's not fundamentally it's not boring it, it's interesting it makes you kind of stand out and it lets people know a little bit about who you are who you are as a person mm. yeah that's an interesting one actually because some people would be especially if they're coming out of university or, or younger and thinking right well, I'm going to start mm. my own company or I'm going to buy some Mars bars do they sell Mars bars to Kit Kats um, and I'm going to from the cash and carry and I'm going to sell them at school that's really nice and entrepreneurial, isn't it? I want to see that. Do you know what I mean? I, I don't, does it really matter what they actually did at university or does it matter what they actually achieved at university? There's two differences and, and in school as yeah. well. Um, but you might, you might, actually, I might flip that around because there's a difference between, for me, uh, semantics perhaps, but we're less interested in what they achieved and more interested in what they did because... You know, the achievement to me means, well, what grades did they? I mean, and again, it's just a question of perspective, but actually, what, what, how did they spend their time whilst they were there? So that to me is the achievement. So in my mind, from a CV point of view, most CVs and schools, this is what they're teaching, is you put a job description. So if you've got a Saturday job at McDonald's, you put on your job description, crew member, and then, you know, kept things tidy, so on and so forth. Okay, that's did. That's job description. Yeah. <laughs> Achievement is um, ensured NPS score from customers at McDonald's was above 9.2, whatever it is, or I don't know if that's actually a thing at McDonald's, but that's the achievement. Do what I mean? But, you know, if, if you worked in the busiest McDonald's in Southampton, say so, because that to me is more important. I know what a crew member does in McDonald's. Yeah. So don't tell me what I already know, which is what you did. Tell me what you achieved. And the achievement is yeah. that you're in the busy one not in the one that well they're all busy aren't they let's face it but that's what i okay, mean yeah. those features benefits yes yeah how did you benefit from that yeah, yeah that's that's really so what do you what do you not look for leo what what do you what do you when you, you know you're reading a cv and you just come out oh, really <laughs> oh um oh, i had a list of these I, I tried to do a bit of prep that that's something i might have to get back to you on um oh just try not to make it really bland, impersonal, try and put something tangible in there that I can ask you about. Mm-hmm. The, the, 
that's that's the interesting thing for me. So um, it, you've got to drive this kind of engagement, make me want to find out about you, show me some personality, because if you're recruiting, so again, I can't quite remember the stats, but if we recruited 19 people, we probably had about three into sorry three face to face interviews for every person we recruited, mm -hmm. and then we probably had about six phone interviews on top of that as a ratio. Mm -hmm. um, so beyond that, we still we still had CVs that just didn't get through the door, and it's not to say those people were were useless or no good or we just ignored them it was just certain ones stood out so try and be the one to stand out and it doesn't all have to be about grades or or that you went to uni even if you didn't I don't, I don't care really it's about the person and sometimes what you want to achieve rather than what you have achieved what you've got left to achieve and what you're working towards have you found that as well yeah, Helen? yeah, yeah. without a doubt it's an element I, I want to be intrigued and sometimes I don't know what I'm intrigued about so um, if you raised £3,221 for your local scout hut, put that. Don't say over 3000 I, I kind of want to, I'm like, oh, okay, that's, that's interesting. Or, um, and this actually accounts for any CV. If you play off scratch as a golfer, tell me. If you've reduced your, dis, uh, your um, handicap from 15 to 10 during lockdown, tell me. Don't just say that you play golf. That's perseverance, practice, self-discipline, yeah. motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Hard work. Yeah. yeah if you find your sushi making skills, I don't care what job you're going for. I may not like sushi. Doesn't matter. Absolutely. That intrigues me. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. Kay works, um, my wife Kay works for, um, probably unfair to say that the organisation, as you know, but re reasonably um, highly positioned uh, body and they're doing quite a lot of recruitment for fairly senior managerial positions she got a cv through the other day or an application through the other day which had a cv attached and she was looking through it and um she said oh this is odd and i'm why she said well because we don't normally expect to see anything personal like hobbies and things on a cv and let me read this out to you. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but this person basically said that they volunteered um, doing something quite odd. It was really eclectic and left field. And, and, and I wish I could remember what it was. And Kay was like, it's really strange because I probably wouldn't ask her for an interview, but now I've seen that, I'm going to. I go. want to know what that is. <laughs> and it, it just made, so although they kind of, their organisation as a whole public body kind of frowns upon it. Mm. Actually, the one person that was brave enough to put it in. Yes. Has got yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, oh, just one thing while I, I think about it. Again, it's something that people say, but it is absolutely true. Um, by all means, big yourself up. Um, as Helen said, like if you work in the busiest McDonald's in Southampton, say it. Um, but please don't lie. Um, you know, don't. don't bullshit i mean if there's a month's gap between two jobs uh, on your cv uh, it, it's fine honestly like if you say i started another job and i really hated it and i walked out of it within the first half an hour okay great uh, don't undermine the the trust before you've actually had a chance to build it yep if you left university if you changed your a levels if you 
those choices make you intriguing to me. What yeah. did you learn from that? Well, I decided yes. not to carry on building up debt in university because it just didn't click. And now I'm doing this and I've set up mm -hmm. a blog and a podcast and blah, 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 blah. And now I want to be your marketing assistant. Great. Do you, do you think there's a disconnect? I'm not sure how to ask this question without being offending people, not you guys. But do you think there's a disconnect between certain industries age of organizations, i.e. how established they are, uh, uh, versus younger organizations and the people that might run them in terms of what they look for. So you, you, Leo, you've come from a young organization. You know, Sky is a relatively young organization. So perhaps the recruitment attitudes are defined by the culture of the people that are already working within that organization who are relatively young relatively in terms of it's not an established business through generations it's not industry-based yeah. it's not professional services so let's put some names out there so we, we we have to be careful here that if you're applying for a role at say one of the big four auditing firms is this a you know as an 18 year old who wants to go and become a, an accountant for example and is this advice still tr true and solid compared to somebody who's going for a job as a marketing exec in a digital marketing company, for example? Hmm. I think there's, there's two aspects to this. There's the employer brand. So there's what the company wants. So people think they want to work for Google. Some people do. When I grow up, I, you know, when I grew up, I wanted to work for the BBC. That's just not because of their culture, but because of what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, and now I run my own company and I've run three companies. One of them I've sold, but I didn't grow up wanting to do that. Would I hire anyone differently as me personally, if I was hiring for the BBC compared to who I'd be hiring now or how I'd hire? Probably not. So there's the employer brand, what you think, what you know, plus the people in the business. So Sky, they're creatives. Yeah. So they're going to be probably a little bit less um, rigid. Albeit, you've still got nine parts of your recruitment. Well, more than that, once you get your CV application in. Um, still quite a rigid process, but you're probably more free thinking. But then that's you, Leo. That might not be someone else at Sky. Do you see what I mean? So I don't think you can yeah. a company and employ a brand with what someone's experience, that interview experience will be. Well, yeah. And that, that, that's the challenge, isn't it? Because you can, you know, there are, as we talked about this last month, um, uh, you know, different podcasts, but not all accountants are equal. You know, you've got some that are very forward thinking and young and hungry, and then you've got some established firms that have been part of a generational kind of rotation of people, you know, you know, grandfather, father, a current incumbent, and they probably are quite set in their ways. Mm -hmm. I suppose the answer is, answering my own question, is that it's up to the candidate to go and find out what the values of that firm is and how they tick and what their, you know, who, in, who owns it, what, what it is they look for. And if you want to work in a, in a relatively um, rigid is a better word than stuffy, but it's relatively rigid environment, like some old accountancy firms might be, or a, a legal firm, mm -hmm. great. Then you might put your approach in Slightly to different. be relevant to that. Yeah. But if you yeah. want to work for yeah. a, 
you know, there, there's a law firm near to where I live here. And if you go on their About Us page, every single photo of the lawyer is of them as a baby. Love it. Not, not Love themselves. Yeah. 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 I think that uh, what Helen said was, was very true. I mean, you, uh, the way that we interviewed to uh, myself and, and my manager and other colleagues compared to other people, even within our department was very, very different. We were super engaged by this. We wanted the right blend of people, be it people who were coming in with potential, but no experience versus other people that had that experience. And just, it was the sort of team blend. Um, so I mean, what I would say, um, so yes, I think you have to kind of tailor it, but ultimately, you want to work somewhere where you can be yourself and be an authentic version of yourself. Yeah. So don't assume that, well, professionalism isn't an absence of personality. So don't be afraid to be yourself. That should come across in your CV, in your interview, in the way you carry yourself. I always say it and said it to everyone that we hired, you're going to be here eight hours a day, every day. You should at least, well, hopefully you should like it, but you should at least not hate it. Sometimes a lot of this comes down to the people who are hiring you and not just you. Sometimes it's a lucky escape if you never hear back from certain jobs. I agree with that. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah, don't beat yourself up. Yeah. 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 I think that's I think it's really good advice because we talked in a in a previous um episode about if if you inflate your value mm -hmm. at C V interview stage. You, you then have to live a lie for as long as you are part of that organization. You never get to be yourself. You have to be the version of yourself that you pitched yourself. Here, here's the thing. On, what about this and authenticity though? If I'm 18 and I'm on TikTok and I'm apparently they're not on Facebook if you're 18. So I'm on TikTok, I'm on Instagram maybe, and I do Instagram lives, um, but I'm a bit sweary. Do I do a bit of an audit of who I'm showing the world I am when I go out to look for my first job? Depends if you want to work at Sky or the BBC. Good point. <laughs> I, I'd have liked to have worked for the BBC, maybe I still will, but um, I, I don't know, it's, it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, it, you're never gonna please all the people all of the time. Mm. Um, I mean, if, I don't know. I I wouldn't care personally. I'm I'm happy that people have a personal life and a professional life. Um, that's maybe one where it comes down to the individual circumstance and, and scenario because you can be sweary, but you can be respectful in doing so. If you use it as a as an emphasis rather than a punctuation, then it's sort of you know that, yeah. that's how I try and use swearing. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay. But yeah, like uh, Helen or Ash, like, have you, would, have, is that something you've seen and done and maybe rejected someone on the basis of? So I don't audit. So I recruit day in, day out. That is my job. I don't audit social media because I'm like you. We are hiring people. We are not hiring a CV. We're not hiring a version of them. I want to see <laughs> the whole self. So actually what's out there is their business. However, two occasions, one was a Twitter feed for a young chap. He was 19. He wanted a marketing job with a really cool um, sports tech company here in Bristol. Um, very much into his cricket, but was very sweary on Twitter, slagging off England players. Mm. And it just was it. It just was wrong. It was it very sweary. 
So there was that. Um, on the other side, we had, um, they were a bookkeeper moving into more of a finance manager role. And there was something a little off. None of us could place it. There was something a little off, but they were a really good candidate for the job from a skills point of view. Um, mm -hmm. And the, my client did Google, found them on Facebook and found loads of horrible racist stuff. Mm. They were like, okay, that's the off bit. And they yeah. were glad. And actually, as a result, there were lots of other things that then happened where we had to, we'd already offered them the job. We had to rescind it um, because when I asked for references, they actually went and bought domains of the companies they said they worked for. So they said they worked for the London Fire Brigade and they bought a domain. When they asked for the reference, they bought a domain of ldn-fre-brig.uk. So, and then chased me and said, you haven't taken the references. So it's not even necessarily the social media thing. It's that there's something off mm. and their behavior showed it. Do you see what it means? But they're the only two times that social media has played a part in rescinding offers. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, and I, I think partly to answer your question, Leo, there's, there's another element here is that perhaps social media, it, it, social media is, is your brand representation in many ways yeah and and i think that's the danger is that you know who you are on social media that, that doesn't necessarily mean that's your true self because i think you've got the whole keyboard warrior thing and the whole troll thing and people have an yeah. opportunity to perhaps be uh, a, a, a caricature of themselves in many ways yeah but it is that it, it, they are still that stuff is still out there and therefore it is a reflection of you as a, as a personal brand, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I think people, young people need to, I don't want to sound that and make, make that sound patronizing and I never do when I say it, but it's, it's too easy to live your life on Instagram, on TikTok and forget that other people see it mm. and, and they will judge you. And there's a big difference between judgment and authenticity. It's worth trying to play Very that true. game. Yeah, you can't be to get to be your true self, and I think that's really important to be authentic because yeah. you don't want to spend your whole life living a lie. Um, but then be your true self in in all. Mm. What you yeah, and don't be upset if somebody judges you for it because they have a different perspective. Especially if you've put it out there, so you can't be upset if you don't get a job because something on Instagram was a bit sweary. Yeah. But maybe they that wasn't your tribe. That wasn't the right place. Um, yeah. Before we wrap up, let me ask you one final question, Leo. What is your favourite interview question? Um, the, uh, the, the best one, I think, that, that we just saw wonderfully competent, confident people just wither and crumble in front of us was, <laughs> tell us a joke. Oh, Oh, I'd be screwed. I would I fail. I that would oh, <laughs> huh. Okay, I'm 18 and I'm looking for a job right now. I need to have a joke at the tip of my tongue for any interviews that I'm going to, just in case. Gosh, and you, that's need to know, and you need to know what your favorite biscuit is. Huh. Yeah, yeah. So so tell the, me a what, joke. What, what we tried to do was we we would try and sort of inspire them by just reciting a few jokes back to them that we had heard just to give them extra thinking time and show them like so they could gauge our sense of humor so yeah 
Okay. But that, but that, see, that's quite interesting because there's a, there's a small danger opportunity. You could have a flying great interview, and then mm. you know three quarters of the way through, four fifths of the way through, you know you've got a couple of you know, tell us a joke, and they tell you a racist joke, and because they haven't thought about it, it's the first thing that comes out of their, <laughs> out of their head, and suddenly you're like, oh my god, perfect candidate has gone to disaster. Yeah. Break away. Yeah. It's that's never happened, um, but it, I, yeah, it, it's sort of like a bit of fun as a tiebreaker, but it never really, you know, that was more if we liked you kind of thing that it was like, okay, let's have a bit of fun now. And it's not really about the joke, unless it is a racist joke. It's not really about the joke. It's about how they respond to that question, isn't it? Yeah. So if you ask me that, if I was interviewing for you and I went, oh, I'm not even that funny. Is that okay? Do you know what I mean? Or do absolutely. I really... yeah. no, okay. it's, it's absolutely fine. So if someone just can't think of it there and then, oh, so that's fine, you know, get back to us. Yeah. And then they send you a video email with a joke on, which just blows you or or actually completely bombs, but at least they've made the effort to follow up yeah, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 How about yours, Helen? What's yours? My favorite question is tell me about your favorite holiday ever. Childhood holidays absolutely count. Um, a bit like the joke one. So it's, I'm not asking them about their skills or why they're here or what makes them, you know, get up in the morning. I just kind of want to see who they are. Um, and it is, you know, it's usually the caravan on a wet week in Dorset with their grandparents when they were eight. Um, and it just, I see their body, their physiology changes when you ask questions like that, because they're not in interview mode. They're not in the Q and A mode. They just kind of yeah. go, oh, okay. Yeah, so a holiday and you see that vulnerability and the self-awareness kind of go away so that they can be themselves mm -hmm. that's very interesting psychologically yeah love it leo this has been amazing thank you for coming on and sharing some experience and time oh it's been a pleasure if anyone does have like sort of questions or, or if you want any help with this ash i'm like, honestly I'm, I'm happy to help anyone really you're one of the nicest Leos I know, Leo. <laughs> My son's. Can I get that? Can I have that in writing, please, Helen? That's uh, yeah. very kind. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, mate. My pleasure. Thanks, guys.